We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Las Vegas Summer League is back. <laughs> and Chet Holmgren with the round the two-handed flush. I'm a proud partner of DailyThunder.com. I'm your host for the evening, Jacob Niffin. Got Nick Crane with me. Feels like we're on first take, but I promise my takes won't be as hot as theirs. We got JD Silva. Fellas. And we are live at the Blue Wire Win Studios. So if you're watching us on YouTube, what's up? It's a little awesome, a little overwhelming, but it's pretty dope. It's yep. different than my office. Yeah, it's different from podcasting with the dogs barking in the background. I dig it, though. Gentlemen, we have been out in Vegas for two days now. We've been out at Thomas and Max Center on the campus of UNLV, hanging out, watching Summer League, having a blast. So we got to dive in. What we've seen, both in Utah, now out here in Vegas, what's to come. The Thunder play about 24 hours from the recording of this podcast, what we're expecting there. So... First off, just just first summer league impressions. Nick, you were out here last year. Silva and I, it's our first time out here for summer league in Vegas. What's been the big things that have stuck out so far? I think relative to last year, it's it's more popping. You know, we had COVID the the two years before, I believe, so we didn't have summer league. And now that things are back to normal, it's been much more popping. Like stadiums filled out. Makes me super excited for Chet tomorrow night because that place is going to be rocking. Because last year, outside of opening opening night, it was you could walk up to the front and be pretty much front row of GA. This year, not the case. So um, it's it's more packed. There's tons of prospects. A lot of people, especially here at the Win, like we've seen a lot of big names. Yeah, yeah. Just walking around the outside the hallways, whatever. It's it's crazy the amount of people we see at Summer League. Yeah. Silva, what's something big that you've taken away so far? Man, the biggest thing for me is it's been hard to stay focused on the game itself because everywhere you look, whether you're walking through a hotel on your way you're to your next spot or if you're watching the game itself, looking down at the sideline and the tunnel leading into the media section, you're seeing names that you've seen on TV for your entire life. You're seeing, uh, we know Woj has been here. We've seen Malika Andrews, the ESPN crew, players on players on players, uh, normally associating with whatever team is playing at the moment. Doris saw you with some ranch on your face, too. Yeah, man. It's going to be a while before I, look, before I forget about that. Doris is recording a pod right now, and she's going to be saying, man, I saw J.D. Silva yeah. with some ranch on his face. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's going to be a minute before I live that one down. But uh, it's been a blast. We we watched an overtime game against, it was uh, Dallas. Chicago. Chicago. Chicago and it, it was rocking. Rocking overtime game. At People were standing up. 
Yeah, it was yeah. it was going crazy, and yeah. that was for two teams that don't have like really high draft picks. I oh. mean, I think Dalen Terry was the highest drafted player last year in that game, and Thomas and Mac was packed out, and people were on their feet cheering. What happens tomorrow night when Chet meets Jabari at the at the summit and blocks him? Good grief! That, that yeah, that place is going to be going bonkers. And I'm going to be dead set center on that ESPN feed, shirt off, helicopter over my head, ready to go. I feel bad for whatever team's playing like on the half hour split at the same time as that game. Over, over in the Cox. Oh, uh, yeah. No one's going to be at that game. No. Yeah. So interesting. We didn't go to the Cox Center yesterday. Today we did go over to the Cox. And it's, it's like a high school gym. It's a very mm-hmm. intimate, closed off kind of, you're packed on top of each other setting. It's not like an arena. And it just gives you that I'm watching guys like a, a really star studded for us in Oklahoma. Like I'm watching Trey Young back in Norman North's gym type of type of vibe. It's really cool. Yeah. I'm excited to keep bouncing back and forth between those two venues. There, there's pros and cons. Like I think being in the Cox Pavilion, there's, like you said, much more intimacy. You can hear what's going on on the bench. You can see players very, very clearly, but it feels high schoolish. Like yeah. when big plays happen, it's cool. When you go to Thomas and Mac, like that feels like the energy is high. Yeah, it feels like an arena. arena. Like last night, Paulo against Jabari, like that felt like a legit NBA game. Yeah. And it's like there's fans here and they're cheering on their team, but everyone is just looking for the next thing to scream for, whether yes. it be like a poster dunk or like a sick pass, just the oohs and ahs of the crowd. It's, who, who do you think awesome. on this Thunder roster gets the most oohs and ahs? Oh, Chet. It, unless if Giddy plays. I don't know. I think Trey Mann. That's what I was thinking. Oh, dude. If Trey breaks somebody off he's and going hits a to. three. He's going yeah. to. I don't know. If Josh plays. I, we were talking about this at Thomas and Mac mm-hmm. today. The, the, just the way the crowd was going crazy for that Bulls-Dallas game. Yeah. If Josh would have thrown down that dunk that he did Good yesterday Here? in a packed out Thomas and Mac in Vegas... Shut it down. It would have yeah. been over. That guy's that guy's career is over either way. Yeah, it was awesome. <laughs> we, we actually saw him today in street clothes. Not kidding. <laughs> He's done. He got, got <laughs> cut off the roster immediately. Uh, any any other big summer league impressions so far? One thing that sticks out to me: Thomas and Max is cold, man. Really cold, dude. That's why you. That's why you bought that hoodie. Yeah, yeah. I like the hoodie too. But yeah, it's it's chilly in there. Like 110 degrees outside, about 35 degrees inside. Maybe that's why, because we, you, we walk over from the hotel and you're just sweating. And then you get in there and it's like you can feel the AC just hitting you as soon as you walk it's a relief. in. It's a massive temperature change. Mm-hmm. Um, seen some really cool people out there. We saw uh, Chris Birdman Anderson today. Dude's jacked. He jacked. is buff and has the whole top of his bald head tattooed. Mm-hmm. Not many people I'd mess with over him. No. Yeah, he's a scary looking dude. Probably in his late 40s at this point. That's a good I question. have no clue. Yeah. All right, so let's move on to we've we've now seen the four top picks in the NBA draft play, mm-hmm. right? We've seen Jabari and Paulo go head to head. We watched Jaden Ivey in a game that took approximately six and a half hours, um, and then we've seen Chet not live but on television. Yeah, we've watched all four of these guys play now. Who's been the most impressive so far? Who jumps off the page at you guys? I'll let you be the homer first. <laughs> Come on, it's it's been Chet. And we saw some other great performances, but Chet did the most on both sides of the ball. Broke the block, blocks record in summer league with yep. six. Scored in every way you could think of in the paint with step backs. 
finishing off pick and pops. He did it, he did it all. And Chet had Chet had the best debut. I'm so curious to see what happens when he comes back and debuts here in Vegas after getting rest. I think that second game he was laboring a bit. Oh, his legs were dead. Yes. Every every shot was short. Like. I think I think in a in a regular NBA season he's gonna face the same things, yep. which is why I kind of wish they would have played him that third game mm-hmm. in Salt Lake. Like three games and three nights will probably never happen. No, but three games and four nights will certainly happen. Even fifteen minutes. Or yeah, get, get him get him some reps. Mm-hmm. Um, that said, he's gonna be fresh for Jabari. Yeah, Jacob, you want you want to go with uh, number two? So I, I agree with you that Chet was number one. Yeah, I, I know. Mean, I'm, I'm totally. I think it's yeah. I think it's across the board. Yeah, it's not and, even debatable. It's interesting because we have two games sample size for Chet, only one game for the other guys. Mm-hmm. But Chet has had by far the best game out of anybody, yeah. regardless. I mean, that first night he went for 23, seven rebounds, four assists, a steal, and six blocks. I mean, insane. And, and people downplayed the second night against Kenny Lofton Jr. Talked about this on another episode. Like, he still played good. Yeah, it's just when you put it up to the barometer of game number one, uh, the second guy, the second best guy we've seen so far. If we're ranking the top four, has to be Paulo Bancaro. It's close. I it's think, it's I think close. Silva yeah. and I might have a two A two B. I mean, I I think that's fair. But if I have to choose somebody, I'm going Paulo. The big stage going up against Jabari, who's supposed to be and is a really good defender. Um, I'm pulling up his. When you think about the stage, I think that's a good point. Like Jabari doing that, or or Paulo doing that on Jabari, is much more impressive than Jaden Ivey doing that against a Blazers squad that had one guy that we really wanted to see who yeah. played four minutes and didn't play again. Yeah, like biggest stage was like the premier event going up against the guy that we all thought was going number one, mm-hmm. and then didn't. And he, I mean, it's summer league. It's one game. We should take nothing from this moving forward. But if if, if that's the only sample size we have to go off of, Paulo is a better player than Jabari. Yeah. And and Houston's sitting over there thinking, damn, I wish they would have taken Jabari number one like we thought they were. 17 points on five of 12 for Jabari, two of three from three, four rebounds, six assists, a steal. They'd have six personal fouls. Good thing you have. A million personal yeah. fouls in yeah. summer league, but the thing that really jumped off the page with Paulo for me, he can pass that thing. Mm-hmm. Like it's impressive at that size. Some of those reads he was making, those quick fires inside to a cutter or somebody who's ducking in in the post, he was able to draw the attention. He was able to hit open guys. Like he is going to, I think, fit really well with Franz Wagner. And we'll get to Jaden Ivy next. Mm-hmm. I think that's where we're all going with number three. Mm-hmm. But just Paulo, the size, the touch on the jumper. Thought he played pretty good defense. Yeah, he did. And the the passing was really just what really stood off the page to me. He's yeah. a he's a top three passer in this class. I don't I don't think it's yeah. even no, questionable. I don't, I don't disagree. Paolo's game is just also so catered for a moment like that. He he wants he wants he he clearly wanted that moment. He he came out, he fought for position when he didn't have the ball any chance he could get because he wanted it. He wanted to go at Jabari. If he got a switch, he definitely wanted to go with that at that matchup. And he's, he's built for that one-on-one scoring that his team kind of, whenever RJ Hampton wasn't shooting the ball. Good grief. And Paolo could finally get it. He wanted, he wanted to take every shot. And boy, he made most of them. I think he only missed three shots yeah. on the night. Efficient. And the, awesome. the defense, because that was his knock coming in. Mm-hmm. was the, the guy can score. 
He can get his own shot. Mm-hmm. No, no question. He can set up for teammates, but can he defend anybody? Yeah. And frankly, I don't have the stats on this. I don't think Jabari scored more than one bucket when Paulo was on the floor. I know the exact bucket you're talking about. As soon as, soon as Paulo <laughs> left the floor, Jabari started getting some things going. Paulo came back. Jabari's done. Yeah. He got a little bit bullied, I felt like. Got cut, he did. Like, Jabari struggled to make contact on screens. He struggled to get any separation from Paulo. Paulo wanted to be physical. We'll talk about this a little bit moving forward here. But that's going to be interesting if Paulo tries to get up real physical out there on Chet and how Chet responds. It's going to be fun. Could be a bad day. Yeah. It could cook him and it could be a really good day. <laughs> I think number three on our list has to be Jaden Ivey. Yeah. Yes. Right. Pulling up the stats here. Jaden played 32 and a half minutes last night in a game that again lasted like forever. A half a decade. Yeah. 20 points, six rebounds, six assists. Went 6 of 14 from the field, 2 of 5 from 3, 6 of 6 from the free throw line. That's the the highlight reel. Oh my gosh, he played great. Then you look, he had 5 turnovers, 5 personal fouls. Nick, watching Jaden live last night, what were your takeaways? What did you see? Speed is bonkers. Agility is bonkers. Like Watching him on tape, it, it sticks out. Like If you've watched, you watched Jaden Ivey in your entire life, you know he's, mm-hmm. he's fast. Seeing it in person is different like he was splitting defenders and it wasn't because he was like like Shay is crafty and and gets his way to the hole Jaden is like straight line I'm blowing by you like teleports to the rim it, it it jumps off the page seeing it live um for him like a lot of prospects comes down to the three-point shot mm-hmm. yeah if he can knock down threes but then also have the ability to get to the rim like he can I don't know how you guard him he, I thought those shots that he did make last night, really smooth, right? The, the, the jumper, the stroke looked very fluid. It looks like he's been working on it. But yeah, Nick, the athleticism just pops. What was the assist count? Six. Jeez. Six assists, six rebounds. Yeah. I, I think a handful of those were just breakneck to the rim and then sling it back outside. Or even a lob to Duran. Lob to Duran. Yeah, that lob to Duran on the opening. Between him and Cade... I don't know if there's a better like up and coming guard duo in this league. No, that watching Ivy's premiere just reinforced what I thought about that draft pick in general, which is what a pairing in the backcourt mm-hmm. with Cade. Because you don't watching this game, you, there are some limitations to Ivy's playmaking, but Cade entirely makes up for that. Cade is smart, plays at a slower pace, similar to Shea at times, and that's the perfect guy to play next to Jaden Ivy. Cade's so, gotten bigger too, dude. I'm, Dude's gonna wreck gonna the league. Fun. The choice gonna be a lot of fun. Yeah, they they definitely are, and. I mean, their GM just had to be crying on draft night seeing the yeah. King select Keegan Murray. I mean, oh, I think Keegan Murray's going to be fine. Yes, totally. But seeing Jaden just fall on their lap, not have to make a trade, you get the guy that you wanted all mm-hmm. along. That pairing's going to be fun. All right. We've talked and hyped up three guys a lot. We got to go to number four of four. Jabari Smith Jr. Again, one summer league game. We got to take it with a grain of salt. You know, it's... He could have had a bad day. Maybe he had the runs earlier in the day. Maybe his girlfriend broke up with him. I don't know why she'd do that after he just signed a Seriously. multi-million dollar contract, but <laughs> we don't know the context. Jabari did not look good. He looked nervous. He looked nervous. Yeah. He looked scared. He looked like he wanted to avoid a lot of contact. Um, Sil- Silva, you said this earlier that Paulo showed up like this is his moment. Yeah. 
Jabari was the opposite. No, and I think it's because, like I said, Paolo's game is catered for that moment. Yep. Jabari's is not. It's mainly my the concern with him coming in was his off the dribble, off the dribble game. Yep. And when you put him out on the floor with the guys he was playing around, uh, guys that are still fighting for their NBA careers, yep. who just want to succeed in their individual roles, uh, weren't they weren't activating Jabari and the skill set that he brings? That that was that Houston's coaching staff should be fired. It, it was puzzling. Puzzling to that like, was horrific. Yeah, we saw the first play of the Detroit game. They ran a play to get Jalen Duran a lot, yeah. and I was like, wow. Yeah, that was incredible. That's what you do. See? That never happened in the Houston That's game. what you do. They, they never drew up a play for Jabari. May, maybe they're thinking, let's put him in situations that he's not comfortable with to develop it, but clearly that ain't it. I don't know. It looked like glorified pickup to me. It, it was did. It was pretty bad. Like yeah. He didn't take a three till the third quarter, halfway through the third quarter. He, he took. I think he ended up taking, what, three or four three-pointers, um... They didn't look like in college that stroke, forty five percent from three. Nuts, insane. Especially yeah. his height, you can't block a shot. You just no. can't. Mm-mm. They just they didn't look confident. No, and, th- and that's why no one no one's out on him after one summer league game. Yeah. But the fact that he looks nervous, his shot didn't wasn't falling. It didn't look like his shot. Opening night, three games into the season, we could be looking back like, who cares? Why do we even Why do we even talk about this in the podcast? Yeah. Yeah. You know, no, it's fair, but. Th- so the context we have so far, yeah, right? Yeah. So wait, uh, so wait and see. For the record, Jabari, 10 points on four of 10 shooting, one of four from three, one of two from the free throw line, six, or sorry, seven rebounds, three assists, a steal, two turnovers, five fouls. Yeah. I, to me, what we saw from Jabari last night boiled down to this. He don't got that dog. Didn't look like it. Yeah. He got that cat in him. I said this last night. If you, that hamster in him. If this was your first time, that sounds awkward. This is your first time to NBA Summer League, and you just came out to watch basketball. Didn't really follow the game. Didn't follow the the draft, and you just watched Houston. And someone said Houston got the number three pick. They'd probably say Tari Eason. Yeah, or yeah. Josh Christopher. Didn't look like Jabari. No, and with his with his inability to dribble, how do you? I don't even know how he would assert himself on offense. Like other than just pulling up. Every time he touched, like every time someone passed it to him, he has no way to do it other than one dribble to his left or right and pulling up. Or there was a few possessions where he snagged a defensive rebound and would like semi lead the break. You remember, I, I, it might have been the NBA. I can't remember who posted it on social media, but that robot that shoots and makes Mm -hmm. like all the shots. Yes. And then they made another robot that can dribble. Mm -hmm. That's what Jabari looked like. That robot that dribbles. So he's not loose. It looks so robotic and uncomfortable. And I mean, whenever he would catch a pass in a half court set and try to put it on the ground and get past somebody, just like no pop whatsoever. Like there's just no athletic. It looks so rigid. I I think I mentioned this um, maybe on Twitter, maybe in our, our Daily Thunder notebook. He reminds me the way he he moved and played and dribbled and kind of processed things last night reminded me of Serge Ibaka in his OKC era. Yeah. Just kind of that robotic catch, shot not there, pass that way type of thing, right? It's this list of commands that he has to go through. That this there's not a lot of feel. And again, it's one summer league game. He might come out and be diming people up and Hitting spin around, he might reverse make look bad. Yeah, night. there, there's totally a chance of that. But from what we've seen from Jabari, versus, I mean, Chet was leading the break, hitting double behind the back crossover pull up threes. Like yeah. the level of feel 
and IQ and Sam Presti called it rhythm. Mm-hmm. Like Chet's just got it. Yeah, I think Jabari is going to look better in the regular season when he has Shane Goon passing out of the low post to him. Don't say that name on this podcast. I know, I know, and I'm the biggest. I think you're a closet Shane Goon fan. I'm after not. Talking to you I, yesterday. I'm not. I'm backing away from it. Uh, and and having Jalen Green, who attracts a lot of attention out there on the perimeter, I think he'll be able to fit into that as like a second, third option. But is that is that what you want if you just got the third pick in the draft? He is young. He is it young. Fits He's very it young. Fits. Yeah. All right. So we we've kind of talked about all these guys. We've mentioned it a few times, but. Thunder have two summer league games coming up. The mm-hmm. first one, Saturday, 5 o'clock local yep. time here in Vegas, 7 mm-hmm. o'clock in OKC. OKC versus Houston. Chet versus Jabari. Yeah. For the record, Jabari was really the lone big. I guess if you want to consider Tari Eason a big and not a wing, mm-hmm. you want to talk about a bat out of hell, Dude. Tari Eason. Tari Eason. And he's just all over the place. Yeah. Speaking of dog in him. He's got, he's got some dog. That dude is... He's also he's, got some crazy... He's a little electric. bit of rabbit dog. He is electric. Yeah. Chet Jabari, tomorrow night. How do we see this matchup going? I, I am, I'm assuming Chet and Jabari are going to guard each other. They're both going to be the bigs on the opposing teams. They're going to match up positionally. What are your guys' thoughts about this matchup? Let, let's start with the Chet Jabari aspect, and then we'll kind of go down the list... Yeah. Of some of the the other Thunder players in that matchup, mm-hmm. I think that we're going to see that this is going to be the first time that we really see Chet defend on the perimeter. Like the first two games that we've seen him play have been against humongous guys. Yes, like whether it's whether it's size or weight, like Kenny Lofton, short, but dude weighs two hundred eighty pounds. Yeah, um, Kofi, like broad, Taco Fall, seven. Five three hundred and eleven pounds. Like Chet didn't have to leave the paint. Yeah, against Houston, he's gonna have to. And I think there's a lot of bigs. Rudy Gobert, for example, can't defend on the perimeter. I think it's gonna be pretty telling. I think Chet did a good job in college, and he's he's always been a, a decent perimeter defender. But if Jabari's taken to the rack, there might be not concerns, but like we might need to rethink how he can defend. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I think that's fair. Mm -hmm. Uh, I also think in the limited time so far in Summer League that we have seen Chet defend on the perimeter, he does two things at a really, really high level so far. 
Number one is his ability to move laterally. It's not necessarily quick, but when your legs are that damn long, the space you make up. Yeah. And then number two, whenever he closes out, he understands that he has a seven foot six wingspan. There's no need to jump to contest a three pointer. When you're closing out, you just get those choppy feet. You slow down, you keep that hand up. I think he does those two things really well. As long as he doesn't bite on Jabari pump fakes and let him get to the basket. It's also interesting because Jabari's kind of go-to move is that mid-post, take a couple dribbles, spin over his back shoulder and kind of fade off that and square up in midair. And nobody can really contest that because Jabari's 6'10". But guess what? If there's one guy that could contest it, it's probably the guy with the seven foot six wingspan. That's what I, that's what I've been thinking about this whole time. If if Jabari's going to succeed in this matchup, he's going to have to try this. I mean, the same things he was trying to get, he could not gain any position on Paolo because of how big and wide Paolo is. He's going to try that with Chet, and I think he's going to be able to get that position. But what happens when he takes the shot attempt? Mm-hmm. Chet's going to meet him there, I think. Yeah, it'll be. I mean, Jabari's Jabari's biggest upside is that. He's got a high shot release, and there's very few guys that can defend him. Yeah. Like, he, he could catch the ball on the perimeter. There's a dude on him. He can still pull up over you mm-hmm. at, at a high rate. Chet, not so much. On the flip side, how do you guys see... Jabari's a hell of a defender. Yeah, he is. Yes. Like, we're talking about Chet guarding Jabari, but Jabari has got to guard Chet, and I think he will be pretty good at it. Mm-hmm. How, how do you think... You know, Chet, Chet's shown a lot of things. He's shown his ability to drive to the cup, use his ball handling, and, and finish. He's had the couple mid-range, whether it's the Dirk or the inbounds play where he had a, a jab, one dribble pull-up. He's hit threes. Like, Where do you think Chet can best exploit a guy like Jabari in the opening game? Probably A, in transition. I think Chet, especially handing in, handling in transition, get into that pull-up. And then B, I, we haven't seen Chet roll off the pick and roll mm-hmm. much. Maybe a few times, but he's popping out there playing that five out. I think Chet popping, constantly putting Jabari in screening, ac- screening actions and popping out. If the moment that other team switches, the moment the Rockets switch, mm-hmm. it's a pull up. Because we said it's hard to block Jabari shot. It's hard to block Chet shot too. I mean, that thing is up there. And he shoots it so soft and so high. I uh, I, I think we're going to see a lot of perimeter game from Chet. Yes. Uh, I would like to see some like cuts and stuff, see him get to the basket. I don't know if they're going to start exploring that tomorrow night or not, though. I think we see a lot of Tari Eason on, on, on Chet, Chet, too. Oh, that'd be fun. I mean, fun. I don't know if you guys saw last night, uh, Tari Eason was guarding Paulo yeah. in the second half. He wanted that matchup. Jabari like, kind of jogged over and like tapped him, was like, I got him, I got him. And Tari like, waved him off. He was yeah. like, I got Paulo. Yeah. And he got to stop. Guy. He got to stop on that same possession. He can yeah. defend. And yeah. I, I think he's physical. I think you're going to see Houston throw Tari at Chet. Yeah. No, I agree. Uh, I'm, I'm so curious. Like, is, I kind of wonder if Chet is going to search for switches off of Jabari. Uh, I do think he's going to have a hard time separating off of him in the perimeter because I think that's Jabari's biggest strength. Yes. Containing guys on the perimeter. I wonder if Chet's going to be running off of screens and stuff like that more. I think. The, the the basically the opposite of what we saw out of Houston as far as uh, like coaching and scheming, uh, Chet's gonna have a lot of oppor- a lot of plays ran for him to get him open and and exploit that matchup a bit. Yeah, if, if if Josh is playing and setting him up, oh oh, dude, if Josh plays, do, do you think do you think the segment we saw this morning on ESPN 
with him talking about he had a quote that said like if I'm if I'm able I want to hoop yeah I want to hoop do you think him we knew he'd be here in Vegas mm-hmm. he's on the roster he's on the roster but there's speculation he wouldn't play do we think he's gonna play tomorrow you're asking me right now yeah and all of a sudden I think he's playing oh I'm in let's do it yeah that was a message to Sam Presti on national television we'll I'm see. here to hoop we'll see I mean if he plays. I don't think they'll, because this is a four-game tournament. Top two teams played championship game for the fifth game. Other 28 teams play just a, a random fifth game. I don't think, if, if Josh does play, I don't think he's playing. Less than, than 20 minutes. Than, but I don't think he's playing more than Houston and Orlando. Oh, okay. So you, you're going a limit of two games. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think two games, but also reduced minutes. Yeah, it would yeah. make sense. All right. A lot of Chet talk, but what about some of these other matchups and the Houston OKC game tomorrow night? Uh, we got J-Dub, got Usman Jang, uh, probably going up those two, probably see time against guys like Josh Christopher. Mm-hmm. Yes. We've mentioned Tari Eason. Mm-hmm. Josh Christopher really likes to shoot the basketball. Yes. Not a big fan of the pass option. No. He's a good defender too. Yeah. What are you looking for out of like guys like J-Dub, Usman, uh, we kind of talked to Giddy there. We can pass on that. We can talk a little Puku here if you guys want as well. But but what are you looking for out of out of those two guys particularly? Silva, I think Usman Jang gets exposed. Man, I think you're right. And we've talked about watching Houston. All the guys on their roster are short and thick, mm-hmm. very thick, which is like the antithesis <laughs> of what of what of what OKC is gonna, yeah. gonna try and bring. So I kind of wonder if seeing Kenny Lofton barrel into Chet is just like a microcosm of what we're gonna see. In, in that matchup. The entire roster. The I mean, entire roster. Usman's been yeah. pretty horrific, and, and, and we expect he's a project. Right. Mm-hmm. He's super young, hadn't played many, you know, meaningful minutes. He got better in the NBL, wasn't great early. Um, he's been bad against really bad players. Starting tomorrow, he's playing against actual NBA bodies. If he matches up with Tari Eason... There's no chance he scores the ball. I'm afraid Usman might choose to stop playing basketball. Yeah. Like Tari is yeah. Nick, you made the comp. He's like a six foot eight Patrick yeah. Beverly. And Usman just lacks really much aggression playing basketball right mm-hmm. now. I mean, Tari on the bench is clapping, screaming, smile. He's passion, energy, all the things you want. Usman is like, and maybe it's a cultural, we talked about this cultural thing. Maybe he's quiet, not aggressive. That's just the anti him. It could be his like kryptonite. Yeah, uh, Tari Eason reminds me of just watching a like the Dukes of Hazard intro where there's that Dodge Challenger just <laughs> r- gunning it and and, <laughs> and jumping and uh, Usman uh, Usman is like uh, really efficient like Prius just kind of cruising geez. real quiet. I, hey, Prius, I was, Prius uh, these days hey, Prius a lot of value in Prius. For what it's worth, Silva's comps at summer league mm-hmm. have been nothing short of amazing. Been good. I've been feeling it. Do, do, do you guys think... He said Ty Ty Washington's built like Mike Wazowski. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to get much better than that. Do you think one. Trey Mann versus Josh Christopher ends up becoming a shootout at some point in this game? I kind of hope so. I think Josh Christopher wants it too. Yeah. I think Trey will try to play within the offense. Like, this kind of goes back to that organizational coaching philosophy that we mm-hmm. talked about. After what we saw last night, is the Rockets coaching staff going to look at Josh Christopher and say, hey, move the ball, stop? No. 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 
Not at all. I mean, but, but they'll tell Trey that. Oh yeah. Oh hey, for sure. Is Josh Christopher like a chaotic evil version of Trey Man? I kind of like that. A lot thicker. A lot. He, thicker. he is. He is a thick dude. Boy. Is strong when he drives the lane. Like Usman, going back to him, he drives the lane. He sees contact. He either tries fading or doesn't like getting into it. He likes to float a lot. He doesn't like to attack the rim. Josh Christopher uses the defender's body to his advantage. He like stays on you, stays on you, and when he's ready. He bounces off and comes off of you. Yeah. Let's talk a little bit about J-Dub, specifically this Houston game. Mm-hmm. Taking, taking pictures for Chet. I want to see J-Dub guard Josh Christopher. I want to yeah. see J-Dub guard Ty Ty Washington. Mm-hmm. Hell, I want to see J-Dub guard Tari Eason. Oof. That's with a, that, that's a, with that's that a wingspan. Big, that's a big thing to ask. I know, but I, I still want to see it, right? Yeah. What's Summer League for if it's not for just trying shit out? Mm-hmm. Something I, I would I want to see how he looks guarding those dudes that are at a little bit of a higher level, and I really want to see if the efficiency stays around. Well, we we keep talking about Tari Eason, we talk about Jabari, these guys that are really good defenders. J Dub just has I, I I keep referring to it as funky. He's yeah. just got this this funky style, this funky pace that is off kilter and herky jerky. It, it's got a lot of shade to it. Mm-hmm. I want to see how that works going up against more elite athletes than what he's seen so far. I think I think J Dub will be pretty key. Silva, you mentioned this. Thunder, long, skinny, athletic. J Dub is is all of those things, but also has some weight on him. He does. Yeah. He's gonna be key guarding. I think Josh Christopher is gonna be his guy. I'm I'm looking forward to that matchup. Yeah, J Dub is a lot stronger than I realized. A lot stockier. Um, yeah, that matchup's gonna be awesome. I, I can't wait to see J-Dub in person, too. Mm-hmm. I, I want to look at that wingspan. He's big. I want to see it. We person. saw him on TV tying his shoe without bending over. Yeah, no <laughs> crap. Uh, Monday, the Thunder are going to play the Orlando Magic. Mm-hmm. The big one there is Paulo versus Chet. A little bit of context. We've seen that matchup before. Yep. It was back in November, I believe, Gonzaga versus Duke early on in the college season. I believe that was here in Vegas. May have been. It may have been in Vegas. I believe it was. Yeah, because that's when Paulo had the cramping issues. Mm, and imagine some, that. Some questions popped Maybe up. Maybe he'll cramp against the Thunder. Duke won 84-81 against Gonzaga that game. Chet in 29 minutes went 8 of 13, 16.7 rebounds, uh, three blocks. Paulo, 30 minutes, 8 of 17, a little less efficient, but 21 points, five rebounds, two assists. The big narrative out of that game, though, was that Paulo... Kind of dominated Chet. We saw Paulo kind of bully him a little bit early. You don't see the clips where Chet blocks him later on in the game and adjusts something I think is kind of a theme with Chet. Maybe gets bullied early, adjusts late. Do we think Chet and Paulo primarily guard each other? And what are you looking for out of that matchup? That's tough. Um, I think the trend continues. I do think Chet will guard Paulo quite a bit. And similar to... Like every clip you can find on the internet of Chet getting bodied in the post mm-hmm. comes early in the game. It does, and he and he does a really good job of adjusting. It's it. him adjusting, but it's also team defense. Mm-hmm. Like the Kenny Lofton, when he came in there, it just power drill, power drill. No one's there weak side to help. Like that just doesn't exist in the NBA. No, um, it's gonna happen. I, I I will bet you fifty dollars right now. One of the first five offensive possessions for the Magic. Chet's going to get freaking bodied by Paulo. Mm-hmm. Absolutely bodied. It's going to make the rounds on Twitter, but it, he will Chet's adjust. Chet's also going to get him. 
Oh, for sure. Yeah. You know, multiple times. Yeah. I, I, I do think those are going to be, and it should be primary matchups on both sides of the ball guarding each other because if you're not going to put your best player against the other team's best player, what are you doing? I think we're going to see JRE get some time on Paulo. I think Paulo is primarily going to guard Chet, though. And we talked about Paulo being physical with Jabari, uh, not letting Jabari get to his dribble, not letting him do stuff. I'm going to be interested to see how Chet responds to that. Because from all accounts out of Orlando, what their coach has been saying publicly, uh, what, what they've kind of just been talking about, what they want to see out of Paulo, they want him to like be a physical force. Mm-hmm. It's going to be interesting to see how Chet responds to that. I think JRE will be very key in this matchup. I think JRE was, can do a good job against He's not going to shut him down. He's the only guy that's strong enough, but also quick enough. And f- just fundamental. Yeah. He's not going to foul him every time. He's not going to jump on pump fakes. It, I, it's going to be a fun matchup. Poor JRE. We saw him at Thomas and Mac today walking around. There's nobody stepping up to this man saying anything. If you didn't know, if you didn't don't know JRE, you can just probably with that goatee think he's like a 30-year-old man just there to watch some basketball. Yeah, literally not a soul. We 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 both we've each seen him different times. Mm-hmm. And all every single time it's like no one's even no looking, one no one's taking pictures, no one's saying, hey. Yeah. Until he shuts down Paolo. There we go. He is a niche player. And uh, I, I kind of forgot about JRE last season. Like as a, he missed some time. And I kind of forgot about the impact he could have out there. I think we're all going to grow to value JRE a lot more this year, especially if he's covering up for Chet and some of the weaknesses he may have. I think uh, he starts. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I agree. And that's probably the right move. At that's, least the guy with size like him will start. Mm-hmm, next yeah, Chet. yeah. Gentlemen, before we log off today, hottest take from Summer League so far? Because it's pretty damn hot out here. We mentioned, I think today is like 111. Dude, we had Shaq's. Oh, big Ch- fast food like chicken place today. Big chicken, so good. It was incredible. Mm-hmm. But walking to Thomas and Mac, I felt like that poor little chicken tender getting tossed in the fryer. I was cooking on that blacktop walking out to Thomas and Mac. It's hot here, so give me your hot take from summer league so far. Silva, you go first. Oh, I was hoping you had one loaded up. Mine might be that I, I just think I think Chet is going to come out and be the best player in summer league. In Vegas. I think Ooh. he's going to come out and be much more prepared physically. Uh, he's going to be coming off rest. I think Chet's just going to ball out and be the best player at Summer League. and uh, get His odds for Rookie of the Year are just going to get better and better and better as, as days go by. My hot take is, you know, only because he plays for the Kings. Uh-oh. 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 To this point in the California Classic, uh, Keegan Murray looked good. Mm-hmm. Like, really good. Now that they're playing against better competition, and again, summer league doesn't matter. I don't care if right. it's California, Salt Lake, Vegas, whatever. Mm-hmm. I think we, when we leave Vegas here in five or six days, I think we've we've taken the reins back on Keegan Murray, and we're like, eh, okay. Because right now, right now, I think we'd all agree we'd rather have Jaden Ivy. Yeah, but it's not like Keegan wasn't a bad pick. Mm-hmm. I think the narrative starts to build. By the, okay. end of the time, by the time we leave here. I think they play Detroit at a certain point. In oh, that's going to be... Yeah. I oh. I think it's tomorrow. They, they definitely play mm-hmm. before we that's leave. That's huge. That's going to be fun. That's going to be on Big Twitter. moment for Keegan. Yeah. Do I got to fire off hot take? You guessed the question, so yes. You got to fire it off. Let it fly. 
Shane Sharp has played three, four minutes of Summer League. Yeah. Forgot about him until this very moment. Seriously. That's all we see until October. Oh, boy. Oh, God. Yeah, he's The getting, mystery continues. You got an MRI today. Throw that man in Scooby-Doo because he's the mystery machine. Was oof. that bad? Oof. Was you that know, a bad one? We, have, we all have our ups and downs. I think, <laughs> I mean, Dame signed his extension today. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Before everyone says, that means Dame's sticking around. Dame's gonna make that just that just mean Dame Dame they offered Dame sixty million a year and he said sure yeah at thirty six years old that man is getting sixty two million dollars yep. I would I wouldn't say no to that contract either especially no. because you can literally walk to your there's owner, a player option you can walk to the ownership any day you want to over the next however many years and mm-hmm. say hey I want out of here yep start the rebuild I saw a tweet earlier that uh those two years that this just the two year extension he just signed. Totals Chauncey Billups' career earnings. Yeah, I, I think he's. That's crazy. I think he's, yeah. he's at the end of this contract. He'll be four hundred and sixty-one million career oh, earnings. I thought it was over five hundred. Was it? Maybe. Might be. It, it's close to half a bill. Yeah, yeah. More and more NBA contracts are going to start to look like this. Just wait until the new TV money hits. Yeah, it's going to be wild. Mm-hmm. All right, gentlemen. Any parting thoughts before we get out of here and head back to Thomas and Mac? Hey, how about this backdrop? Shout out to Justin for making this backdrop. No kidding, dude. Like, we like texted Justin 10 minutes. 30 minutes before we went live and said, we need a graphic behind yeah. us. And he didn't just send us the Blue Wire logo in high res no. or the uncontested logo in high res. He sent us this. Incredible hey, work. No, he didn't send us this. He sent us this yeah. plus three yeah. others. Four and said, options. Yeah. Take your choice. Yeah. While trying to put the kids to bed, Justin's the goat, man. Part, parting thought. Thank you to Blue Wire. We, we joined the Blue Wire family. I mean, many years ago, it seems like early on, very, very one of one of the first pods to see them grow, to see us grow. We're sitting here in Las Vegas at the win, watching it's, watching people walk by, video us. I mean, it's crazy. It's come a long way. I I would have never guessed whenever we started the Uncontested podcast mm-hmm. that I would be at Summer League, all expenses paid, mm-hmm. sitting in the win, which I would never even dream of staying at. <laughs> I teach for a living, dude. I can afford this. <laughs> Recording in a prof- like, just absurd. It's nuts. absurd. It's incredible. It's been a blast. What's our next day here? We are back here on Monday, so make sure you guys tune in Monday, one p.m. local right. time, three p.m. back in OKC. Hopefully, getting a time. guest. Nothing's locked in, but yeah. we're trying our best. We so. are trying our best, and if it works out, it'll be a fun one. Yeah. So, no doubt. Awesome. Hey, thank you guys for tuning in, hanging out with us. We really appreciate it. We will be back with you guys again tomorrow night with a podcast after the Thunder take on the Houston Rockets. We'll give you another update on just the summer league in general. So keep it glued to all the uncontested social channels. We'll be tweeting videos, pictures, everything we get as we go through. We'll talk to you guys soon. Till then, as always, Thunder up. Wow. Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945.